everybody. <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was spaced out for a second. Hey, welcome to our show. We're so excited to have you guys. Um, I am your host, Carlisle Studer, here with my beautiful mother, Carmen Studer. Yay, I'm here too. We're here with all the hot gossip. Right, Mom? <laughs> From all the centuries. From all the centuries. And maybe even future centuries. Y- yes. <laughs> you get messages. Interdimensional messages. Absolutely. Doing a lot of, you know, you can't travel on a plane, so now you got to do it through dimensions. It's the only way you can go. You don't even need a passport. <laughs> the journeying. Is... There's some cosmic stuff that happens in this room. Yeah. It's very, you guys yeah. are here. Kevin, Kevin knows. I had a halo <laughs> I do. on me today. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, gosh. You think that's coincidence? <laughs> it is not. I, uh, I like it when he has to move cameras around because I have a halo. <laughs> You're a self-identified angel. I, I've never met an angel that always reminds someone that they're an angel. Oh, uh, you know, angels are fun like that. <laughs> oh, they're unpredictable? Uh, no, they like to uh, roll around in the glory, I guess. Oh, yes. Not always their glory. But <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Someone's glory. All right, so um, it's let me ask my mom. So I'm going to ask my mom a question. Yay. Um, but it's not really specific. Just tell uh, our listeners about your recent experiences. Recent experiences. I mean, this could be Well, you know what messy. it is. No, you know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Just in your, in your career slash life yeah. slash hobbies. So I have recently connected with a really incredible, um, what I will call an inter- interdimensional leader, <laughs> um, Michael Jaco, who does a lot of, um, he's a former Navy SEAL, and he worked for the CIA, and he has had a near-death experience, which you know I'm obsessed with those. And <laughs> hey, have you almost died? <laughs> <laughs> then you could be my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe even business partner. Um, and so because of his experience, he is very open to the, um, the intuitive side, the, the right side. And it's, it's, he has this incredible following. He's got over 40,000 people, and... Um, I just offered to do a testimonial for him and said, you know, imagine that I would write something. And he's like, well, come on the show. And I'm like, let's do it. And then I also thought, oh, he'd mean for like five minutes. I would come on, I would give my testimonial, and then I would say goodbye. And he's like, two days before we're supposed to do it, he said, hey, let's let's go for an hour. Can you go for an hour? And I'm like, I can do it. Let's do it. Have we talked about remote viewing on this show before? I don't think so, Kev. Do, do you want to explain? Talking? Do you want to explain what that is? I don't is? think so. So how I got connected—that's a great question. How I got connected with Michael Jaco was, and all of the Michael Jaco people that are watching our YouTube. Yes, thank you. Shout out to you guys for subscribers. I feel much better now that we're over two hundred subscribers. <laughs> Not sitting at thirty-seven. Now I feel like I'm a little, a little more elitist now. <laughs> We're in the hundreds, so we're working our way up there. But thank you, guys. Please stay. Please don't leave. <laughs> like, subscribe, comment, share. Please, please, please. Um, and so, um, you know, it's it's so beautiful because it's a very organic relationship, which you know I love those of every kind. And he, I, I literally was just offering to be kind and say, hey, you know, I'd like to help you. And then it ends up that I go on the show and it, it went really well. And so then he invited me back again and again. So now I've been on the show five times and my, my practice is blowing up, like all kinds of stuff is, is going on. I'm going to have to figure it out because you know how much I value free time and balance. Mm-hmm. And so we'll, we'll see how, how that all, all works out. 
But it's been really, really fun. But the reason I went to him was because I'm always trying to expand my right side, my um, my journey, my inner journey, my infinite side of me. And I couldn't believe how simple he made it sound. Like, oh, I can teach people to do this so easily. And I had actually looked up the CIA papers that had been released mm-hmm. and read them and yeah. all their little redacted things and the little the diagrams and all of it. And it's it's very complicated when you look at it like that. And so because I had done so much um, meditation, it just was really a good Well, you didn't explain what it is yet. So, okay. so remote viewing is when you when you pick a target and you decide, I would like to know what's in this space – and I've never been there before. Yes. And a Target is a place. <laughs> yes. 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 Not the, Target the store, not Target like a yeah. shooting <laughs> range. You, you pick like a, a restaurant. You or, select some place, a restaurant or, um, you know, some place, you know, a hotel lobby or some place that you haven't been to. And um, I took to it really quickly. So the very first time I had four hits on a Target, the second time I had six hits and they were big things. They weren't just little things. Like I actually felt like I was between a fireplace. And when I went to the Omni hotel, it was like this huge thing that looks like a fireplace and you could actually fit a person in it. And it had a painting or a design that looked like fire, you know? And so it's not exact, but you start trusting it because you get better and better at it. And then I've realized that I use it in other ways. Like I can kind of feel into a place and see, do I think it's going to be cold there? Or um, what was the other one I was telling you? Oh, you can just kind of feel into the energies of somebody. Like I went to dinner with somebody and having a great time. And I asked her a question based on a feeling I was getting from her. And she was so shocked that I asked her. Yeah. And she's like, I hadn't thought about that for a year and a half. And so really what it is, is it's just opening up the ability to connect on a more invisible plane, but it's it's still there, if that makes sense. Um, Have you played with it at all? Because I know you came into one of the sessions with me. Yes, but we didn't do it in that session. Right, right, yes, right. We just talked to Michael about remote viewing and remote influencing. But I still feel like people might not understand, people who don't come right, well, from this why side don't might you, understand. Why don't you explain so your version? So the way of I see it is, is okay. like you've never been a place before, but you go into like this meditative state and you like send out your consciousness to go do like some reconnaissance and see what's up in this place. And like you could get like a vision of like a pool table. And so you like you wouldn't know that that's there or maybe it's but it's also like not specific. Like maybe the pool table is just a painting of a pool table. Right. So like you see what things look like without ever having been there. But it's I think it's just tapping into the energy of like the yes. space. But like you can do that with like cities or people or yes things like that. Yes. But and we even um, I don't rem- I don't know if you recall, but after I had learned the first time, you and I played with it, and I ran you through one. And was it the second time we did it that we did the bubble? No, it was the first time. Okay, the first time. So you want to tell the story yes. from your so, point of view? Um, <laughs> I'm sure it'll be more entertaining. It's, it's, <laughs> it was the high stakes. It was, what was this, game three? It was game three of the NBA Finals, and it was Miami and Lakers. And um, was it game three? I think it was. It was game three or game four. Wait, they went six games, though, didn't they? So it was game four. I don't know. They were... Um, 
it was really high stakes because oh because it was it was one of the games that the Lakers won they it would, would be win yeah. the championship yes. and I was very sad about it and so I was like mom we have to send good energy to the Miami Heat so they can win this game um, and so we did a remote viewing and we tried to tune into what was going on with the game what the score would be yes. send good energy to my boy Jimmy Butler yes um and, and it worked it, oh my and, and so like not to like single-handedly take credit for an entire organization's um athletic abilities but uh-huh. it was yeah it was exactly like we said and what was so cool is I also said I also when we did the meditation I brought us into the future in the bubble right after the game and I said, you know, let me know what you see. And you literally saw the score. Like, mm-hmm. it was crazy. She pulled the number. And when you think about all the numbers that yeah, you I didn't have, know whose score it was going to be. So yeah, I was still nervous. Yeah. I was like, I saw this score. I don't know if it's good or bad. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see the other score. And then it was really funny because, remember, I saw the Lakers, um, that the girl, the Asian lady, and I saw that she was sad. And then you later pointed out that Anthony medic, Anthony, Anthony Davis, Davis got injured. Got yeah, and then he came back. That's the thing about Anthony. Someone tweeted about Anthony Davis. They were like, because he's really tall. They were like, every time Anthony Davis falls, it's like when you drop your phone without a case on it. <laughs> because he's so fragile. Like, it's so true. Like, he'll get injured, like, every game and then, like, come back next. But he actually did get kind of hurt. Yeah. Like, it definitely affected. Because he was out for a while. And then he came back, I think, at the end of that game. But he wasn't. Right. I don't think he was the same. And, like, without that, it wouldn't have happen so not that we're out here hexing people no but um, no as a matter of fact just the opposite it was tuning into what we just gave all the love to one team (laughs) and it worked (laughs) (laughs) and then we tried to do it for the next game and we weren't together and you had started watching the game already and and we couldn't do it and so sorry Miami Heat it's all our fault we dropped we dropped the remote influencing slash remote viewing ball yeah (laughs) I know we didn't make that three-pointer they were counting on you at the buzzer (laughs) they should have we've got we've got some magic around here yeah see remote viewing becoming a very big thing in the sport sports arena right they're gonna they'll be calling us it'll be your new gig (laughs) <laughs> I, I worry I, I wonder about things like that too because I think like spirituality and like energy and like tuning into someone's like channel and things like that uh, part of me loves doing things like this but part of me is like this is so delicate and doing it because like, because I'm uh, certified in Reiki uh, mm-hmm. level level one and two um, I'm not a master just a regular level and you're never supposed to do it on someone without no. their permission right because if their energy is not welcoming so that's sometimes I worry about with things like that like you're sending all these people this energy without their permission, and it it makes me curious about well, that we aspect sent of love, it. So yeah, I, I, I don't think that there's any like spiritual rules against that. If if their body doesn't want it, it won't receive it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I know you're not even supposed to read like people's like birth charts publicly well, without their permission. Here's and things the like thing: that. is you're messing with somebody's life. I mean, they've absolutely proven that if a butterfly waves its wings somewhere that it could create a hurricane somewhere else. Like it's yeah. that crazy, the, the different effects that happen. Um, and it's, it's really, um, to be done with reverence mm-hmm. and sacredness mm-hmm. and purity and integrity. But I think that's, what's going to make it so fun is in order to be good at it. I think you have to have those things. I think that's part of what it is. Other than that, it's witchcraft. I mean, that's what I wanted to ask. Could yeah. you use that for evil? You, you. I mean, yeah. I think people do. I think people absolutely do. I think that. I thank God I don't know that many of them, but they, 
<laughs> there's all kinds of blood sacrifice, crazy ritual things, um, satanic parties. I mean, this is a real phenomenon. I, but witchcraft and Satanism are not associated. And I, I know, feel like witchcraft gets a bad rep. Yeah. I'm standing up for the witches, y'all. Okay? <laughs> the I got witches. you back out here. Because I think witches, like, it's basically like, like you worship the sun and the moon, and it's like all about the solstice and like being in touch with yourselves. And like, there are spells, but they, they are used to like help women with fertility and like things like that. Like, right. And I, I mean, witches don't worship Satan. Well, and I, I was talking about evil witches. There's like, to me, it's like there's good humans, bad humans. Yeah, there's there's good spirits, bad spirits. Yeah, no, I'm just there's saying that. Thoughts, bad thoughts. I'm just saying yeah. that the, <laughs> the witches get lumped in with that because they mess with a lot of type of energies that are kind of forbidden in religious texts. Yeah, specifically, and um, different incantations and different yeah. things. I don't think it's fair to associate them with Satanists. Well, I wasn't meaning to. I'm just saying. I'm saying just saying. That that's a thing. I appreciate you clarifying. <laughs> Not that I know any witches personally, but I think it'd be fun if you're a witch and you want to be my friend. If you're a nice witch and you want to be my friend. I've been sitting here wondering, is Carlisle a witch? No. <laughs> no, people always accuse me of She's that, but that it's not true. <laughs> Do witches have dark hair? Wow. There's so many stereotypes about witches. And apparently I've fallen into all of the potholes. <laughs> yeah. No, I've never met a witch. You haven't? Nah, that not you like know a, of. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Not like a fully committed one. Yeah, who's at like the forefront of their personality or identity. Yeah, me neither. I don't. I don't know any. I really try to steer clear from anything that doesn't feel really good in my in my soul on on the back of my you know where my wings are. <laughs> you know, if my wings aren't feeling good, then then I'm not. I'm not into it. Um, speaking of hexes, that's what our non-current event is about. Oh, good. I like it. So in the spring of 1938, there is a doctor named Dr. Drayton Doherty, and he admitted a 60-year-old man uh, to the hospital. I usually write all this down, so it's very organized, but I don't have my notebook today. Um, and what happened was this man was dying, essentially. He was very close to death. And the doctor pretended to undo a voodoo hex in like a last I ditch love effort. This. I and the love man this. ended up living for 10 more years and then died of a heart attack 10 years later. But they did like this whole thing where, because he, this man believed that he had, um, that someone had put a hex on him and that he was dying from this hex and that they were like, that he was hexed by someone telling him that there was a bunch of lizards giving birth in his stomach or something like that. Um, and so the doctor got this uh, injection that just makes you throw up and he just injected it into him saying it was going to like help him cure this hex. And then when the man started throwing up, he like got like a lizard. He had a lizard on hand, which I had <laughs> questions about. Um <laughs> And maybe just, it was, maybe just it was like a, a fake one or like yeah. a dead one. I don't know. But and then he like threw it in the bin when the guy wasn't looking where he was like throwing up. And he was like, look, we we got it. We out. cured you. you and the nurse the was lizard. like, this is the fucking weirdest day of work I've ever had in my life. But um, that's so that just goes great. to show I you that, that even if you're a doctor, sometimes at work, you're like, I don't know. I'll just wing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's called sure, practice. It's, it's called a practice for a reason. Right. You know. Doctors have practices, and they call them that because they're practicing medicine. It's uh, not a science like this, many of them think it is, but there is scientific things that go on within the realm. Um, it's interesting because I've always felt that when a doctor gives somebody a 
you're, you have stage 1 billion cancer, which means you're dying in the next month. I feel like that's a hex because that person believes that and it, it, they, they spoke it over them and they believed it and they took it in as real. And I think it makes you more sick. Like I personally believe that. Yeah. Well, it's a fine line too, because you can't lie to your patient about right. oh, their you're cancer. Fine. You can't be like, Hey girl, you're fine. Go home. Just have drink some a fun. lot of water. They're like, um, <laughs> I'm going to sue your ass. I'm dying. No, I know. No, but that's what they said about the paramedics who like, whenever they arrive to like car accidents and things like that, they'll like a lot of times like be like, Oh, he's a goner. Yeah. And so someone was like, you have to stop saying that yeah. because you're like speaking that over them. Yes. And like, if your duty is to like fight for people's lives at the very last point, yes. like you have to, you have to fight hard, even if it looks like yes, it's, there's a, 0.1% chance that like you still got to fight for that. And you're such an efficient, um, hardworking, conscientious person that if you were a paramedic, you'd be, a paramedic. you'd be like getting those people back to life. Yeah, I'd be like, you're coming be back like, to life. I am not. You're not, you're not allowed not to on my watch. <laughs> got to come back. Don't go towards the light. You can be my mom's best friend after you have this near-death experience. You can write a book about it. You can be rich. Don't go towards the light. I'm not a witch. Come back. <laughs> Yes, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Only yeah. a lot slower and less funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's just my mind, baby. I like it. It's so funny be because things. on the way here, I was listening to an incredible um, TED Talk about, was it joy? Yes, it was about joy. And the lady was talking about how um, she had become really good friends with this doctor who had specialized in multiple um, different types of medicine and that he was studying all of these phenomenon where somebody would have a heart transplant and it would change their personality. And she was saying that the heart holds a lot of our personality. And that makes so much sense to me, you know? Um, so right, because my gave- brother has a hole in his heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we filled it with his own heart, so... We should have cut a little off of yours. We shuffled around funds like it was Enron over there. (laughs) Um, And so what happened was like she was giving examples and Mm -hmm. they were so wild. Like the little girl, she was only seven years old when she had the heart transplant. And she started having nightmares out of nowhere. And, And she kept describing this man and where she was and what was going on. With that information, they caught the man who killed the the girl Whoa. that had her heart. What? Yes. <gasps> Isn't that crazy cool? Oh, my God. Imagine being so close to getting away with a crime and then someone's dream. Something supernatural. You. Like, yeah. Yeah. you actually, you actually killed them successfully. Got but away with remembered. it. Nobody, nobody saw it. And then pieces of neurons, which in are heart. in your heart. Mm-hmm get put into a seven-year-old, and that seven-year-old adopts that dream sequence and brings you to jail. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. This is the stuff I love. It's good to know that our organs are petty. Um, (laughs) I like that. If I ever get a heart transplant, you're going to get some interesting interesting things. (laughs) You're going to have to fulfill some life things that it wants to go do. (laughs) But no, it's true. That's like your... um, we, We store trauma in our body, which makes sense. Yeah. Because if you don't like, if you ignore something and you don't let it take space in your brain, it's not just going to go away. Right. Okay, can I ask you guys a question then about that kind of? So if you say like somebody has a surrogate kid, you know, where it's one guy's sperm and a woman's egg and Mm -hmm. they they have a kid, Mm -hmm. do you think whoever the surrogate is, some of their essence is passed on to that kid? I do. 
I yeah, just think I, I just think, think so. it's impossible. Because I think it's impossible too. That because if you're even around somebody um, for nine months, for for any period of time, it, you adopt some of their mm-hmm, ways. You mm-hmm. know, you pick up some of their habits, or you pick up some of the ways they talk, or you know, definitely, what, you get into their field and you take on their consciousness. So for sure, that baby's going to get a piece of that woman. Yeah, in my opinion, they're communicating. Yeah. yeah, it's so cool. It's so cool. I just wonder if that ever factors into people's choices and why they're picking a surrogate. You yeah. Know, if they're like, I want to make sure I pick someone with a good heart, you know, because some of this is going to rub off on my kid. Yeah. Because yeah, you, yeah, that's like their first home. Yeah. So it's got to be a good place to stay. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I love how there's that a lot of stuff moms. going on right now with moms that are pregnant who are really already starting to nurture the baby inside mm-hmm. and not looking at it like we all did like it doesn't exist i mean we know it does and we'll play with it, but you know what i'm saying like you can't begin to connect and they're doing so many different kinds of layers of beautiful ways of making this baby feel at home yeah before it gets here mm-hmm. i love that it's so cute but okay i gotta tell you one more because it was really cute so the other one was this older lady who got a heart transplant. And um, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she starts craving chicken nuggets. Oh. And she wants to um, play video games and buy a motorcycle. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and apparently they find out that it was an 18-year-old's um, heart, an 18-year-old boy, and he loved chicken nuggets and video games and... Like she literally went out to go look at like bikes and was learning about them and a a piece of his personality was there. That's why it's so cute. Like, have you ever seen when um, one parent whose child dies gets to meet the parent, the person who, you know, their, their child got their heart and they have a little stethoscope and they Mm -hmm. go in and every time I have chills saying it, every time the parents are bawling and the other person's bawling. I mean, it's just so powerful how connected we are and it's my belief that we're really like that more than we think you know we really take on a lot of each other's personalities but we mm-hmm. we don't understand that we've done it we can't see it but it it does happen yeah now i'm like if someone got my heart what three things <laughs> would they want to do and i'm like do i need to change some of my habits <laughs> Either that or don't be an organ donor. <laughs> I, I don't think I am. Yeah. My I recipient mean, starts drinking way more beer. Yeah. yeah. That's what I pass on. <laughs> he wants, it suddenly wants a soundboard in front of him at all times. <laughs> Loves microphones. Exactly. That's hilarious. Mine would just walk around going, I have wings. I have wings. <laughs> yeah. I love everyone. Yeah. Yours would be very friendly. <laughs> 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 that's not a bad thing i'm perfectly fine with that but anyway wow, i just thought i thought that was really really cool um little tidbit and i thought i'd share that with you the other thing you want to hear something that made me so mad i don't even know why <laughs> i need to get like something i need to figure this out but the queen of england owns some insane amount of millions of acres of the earth that ends up being one-sixth or one-fifth of the entire Earth. I was like, holy cow. What? It's, Doesn't gonna, she I'm own all really of like, the gooses in like, the public parks? I Am I making this up? What's I, the gooses? Like the geese? Oh. The gooses. I don't know. They, they, like all like, the little animals that, that run around like by Buckingham Palace. I'm pretty sure they're like, yeah, the queen, these are the queens. I'm like, how do you claim a pigeon? How 
I figure people be jacking those things all the time. Then be like, I stole yeah, one of the queen's right? pigeons. <laughs> right? You'd think so, but I don't. I don't know if that's true. I just heard it when I was there, but I don't know if that's true. I'm I'm looking up the exact. Well, because doesn't it's England? Insane. But wouldn't she like? Because doesn't England own so much land other places? So wouldn't it just be hers because she's a queen? That's something that might pop up on that show, The Crown. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, I haven't watched that. I've heard it's good though. I heard it's good. I haven't seen it either. Yeah. Um, six point six billion. I was wrong. It's not millions. Billion acres. Of course, it's six point six. Six, six, six. <laughs> those Illuminati people love those numbers. She's and old. She's supposedly in the Illuminati. Damn. So you know how many square miles it is? Ten million three hundred and twelve thousand and five. But where are they? That's all over the place, I guess. Yes, but when whoever was ruling just and owned it's, that? Um, it's non-ocean surface area. Like, this is legit land. How are you going to own an ocean? Well, I mean, it sounds like something a monarch would try to do, doesn't it? I mean, like, I get, like, wanting to control the beach, but, like, when you're, like, thousands of miles out there, because I guess maritime law, different different rules. That is just crazy. Yeah, I was picturing it being all one big chunk. And it was all spread around. Yeah, because I think wouldn't whoever's ruling just inherit that ownership because I don't they know. the I don't know royal family is. owns it. But that sounds like a I don't know anything about the royal family. I think it's crazy that we still have a monarchy. Yeah. Well I mean not that our government functions any better, <laughs> but <laughs> the monarchy doesn't have any actual political power, right? I mean maybe I influence. Think so. but yeah. But I, I think mean it's more symbolic. I mean Twitter yeah. doesn't have any political power, but they'd be doing In things. Theory. So yeah. Like <laughs> I feel like tech kind of changed that um that a little bit because yeah. it used to be like whoever owned the oil company and the banks and the railroads had all the power and now it's like silicon valley <laughs> right that's wild so do you have any more uh non-current events no, i love that one we do one i know but i liked it it was good i like i like when there's lots of them it makes it no because i can't fun. we can't do all like, i find the ones i really like yeah and then i do those i didn't read as much so about do you that have, one as I, do you have an opinion about this big tech stuff that's going on all the censoring what big tech i don't like any kind of censoring i tried to look up someone on youtube there's two people i try to look up on youtube and both of them said no results. And then under it, there was videos of them on other people's podcasts. But both of their stuff had been completely scrubbed from That's YouTube. So sad. All and the work. Imagine, Kevin, because you know how hard it is. Oh, man. Yeah. And I've dealt with some stuff like that that comes out of nowhere. And it's like, oh, my God. It's threatened my livelihood before. Right. I mean, when like YouTube and stuff started flagging content, anything that like music to use, it's copyright. And right. Yeah. All of a sudden, right. I have stuff that I produce for people and I can't upload it. And yeah. I don't have an answer for it. I'm like, they just won't let me do it anymore. It's... There's all kinds of stuff like that. That's, That's yeah, it didn't even make me mad. It just made me sad. I was like, this it's it's just very it felt very eerie. And now there's so many platforms that people always go to a different space. And that's what I did. I canceled I canceled a few of my TV like subscriptions because I didn't use them a lot. Right. And well, I mean, I'm gonna have to get them all back when the NBA comes back and I'll have to get cable. <laughs> so like until December twenty second, I don't have any like Netflix, Hulu, any yeah. of that. Um I canceled my Amazon Prime, like all of that. So what I what I've done instead is I've subscribed to like three different independent um, content creators Patreons. Oh yeah, that's because Patreon's idea. like five five bucks a and month. To me, it's much more interesting. Yeah, it's all like people doing podcasts and comedians. So and who like do that. you like? Who do you like? Um, Tell me what you're listening to. Give us your playlist. Well, on fla- the <laughs> ones I, on Patreon, I joined are Flagrant Two, Tim Dillon's Patreon, and then um, Blocked and Reported, which is Katie Herzog. I don't know. How so to say they're right. all comedians. Um, one of them, Katie, is just more of a journalist slash oh, writer. Okay. Um, but she's really funny, so she's kind of like, but she's, she's not stand-up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
That's so cool. And so, but no, that's what it is interesting about like I would rather the money go to people like that that's what I felt too I was like I'd rather support independent creators anyways yeah it's not going to all that heavy corporate bs yeah so I wanted to do that but um but yeah I think it's gonna like the scrubbing of people and censorship is gonna have a really big kickback like what does Dane always say evil eats itself like it's gonna get to a point where everyone's been censored so everyone's just created their own independent thing outside of these rules right so they're they're gonna dissolve a little bit so to speak yeah i don't know it'll probably take a long time to happen but um do you think they'll lose the 20 uh, the 230 status the um publisher exemption that they have or non-publishing exemption? I have no idea. I don't know any about that. Okay. I don't know about like all the things because everyone's always like, we're taking big tech to court and then like nothing happens. So how do you feel about the money you spent on Andrew Schultz and Oh, Tim I love Dillon it. I love it. I knew I would like it. Like I wouldn't spend money on something if I wasn't like genuinely excited to hear the new episodes of things every so week. So how, how much does it cost? It's only $5. There's oh. different levels. You can do like five, 15, 25 and, and you, you get, get like, different more perks. For each. But with each one, you get at least like an extra episode per week for five dollars a month which is like nothing which is smart because if you make something five dollars a month right even if people like people anyone can do it put it on their credit card and forget about it even if they don't listen to it because it's so little right but um i should also specify i was never pirating anything to youtube just for the record yeah <laughs> but, like, i had licenses for yeah. everything like an ascap license for music and then i did a movie review show so you can play things like movie trailers it's fair use as long use. as it's short exactly i had yeah. all of that stuff down but for a small business owner there's no way to tell youtube that they don't right. know if you have a license or not and if that algorithm flags something that yes. you don't have the rights for they're just going to kill it yeah and yeah it's rough That's I, I would consider that a form of censorship well, and I'm excited because we're moving to our new house in December, mm -hmm. and Carly, for her NBA games, has an outdoor Not television. TV. <laughs> it's going down. She's going to have her own little, like, back porch party. You know what I was the thinking? The Fiesta deck. You know what's really funny? I was The bubble. <laughs> it's going to be my own basketball bubble. Um I was thinking about it because I think there's not really many teams doing um, in-person tickets. Mm -hmm. Like, it's mm -hmm. going to be empty again, which is so weird. Like, so even sad. the Raptors, the Toronto Raptors are doing their season in Tampa, Florida, which is kind of nice. Yeah, I think it's Then being in Toronto. Um, but it's kind of funny. So, but I was thinking about it because I remember when everything, um, the night the NBA, like, shut down. And then one sweet, sorry, I'm fixing my shoe. That's all right. I've been cutting off no my worries. circulation this whole time. <laughs> I just realized why I'm in pain. Um, so whenever it first shut down and we started to realize how deeply this is going to affect things for years to come, I literally remember being like, "Are you kidding me?" I just I literally it. just started watching basketball <laughs> and the whole know. system's about to crumble and lose all of its money and not be what it ever was. And I was like, "This went on for years, perfectly." And the one year I started to get into it is the I year know. that. So that's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about that they're going to lose so much money over time that it won't they won't be able to uphold how awesome it is. Oh, I think things are going to happen before then. Um, well, things are going to happen that open it up again. Yeah, there's going to be like yeah. investors and people are going to see opportunities. Well, or, for, or, or they'll do more of like, okay, there's going to be two states we can play in, South Dakota and Florida. <laughs> so yeah. That's where we're going to be, you know, or yeah. whatever, whatever it is. Preseason starts December 11th. Oh my gosh! I'm okay. This is actually really and funny too. We move too. a week later, so you'll be able to have your little yeah. December twenty second, the NBA comes back, bubble. which I'm so excited. Um, don't contact me. <laughs> 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 Just I mean, the season goes till July, so. Um, 
But it was really funny because the Mavericks traded a few of their players. So they have a player, J.J. Barea, uh -huh. right? Well, they also had another player named um, Justice Jackson, and they traded Justice Jackson for James Johnson. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know what is up with this team and, like, finding <laughs> people with the names of J.J., but, like, I couldn't even keep up with all the J's. Yes, yeah. It's like Jill. <laughs> Jill, yeah. Jake, Jackson, <laughs> Jessica. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. It is, it's crazy. Well, I'm excited that you're going to have this. What, what are we going to call this outdoor basketball watching venue at your house? Maybe we could start, you know, making some money off of it. <laughs> what, we're not uh, to invite people? Well, they better be quiet. I'm the only one allowed to talk during. <laughs> but everyone loves listening to you. Yeah, as I've I know. Said before. Yeah. Anyone that wants to learn basketball. Yeah, but you can't chat. It's not a chat. It's not a time it's for chit chat. listening time. We don't chit chat. <laughs> We don't talk about our lives. No I, I, I spew random facts about all the players, and that's I have a lot of fun. Um, what was I going to say? I was thinking about, what were we talking about earlier this week? And we were like, oh, we have to talk about that on the podcast. Oh, you're asking me to remember? Oh you're the gosh. one that's supposed to be the little software hardware girl. Oh, okay. I was going to ask. I was going to crowdsource. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, that was just funny. Crowdsource, our very small crowd. <laughs> yes. Um, our getting crowdsource. Bigger. So uh, I haven't had dessert since February seventeenth. Oh, yeah, right. That's awesome. Because I wanted to go a whole year without eating dessert. Um, I don't really know why. I just literally I felt like it was something that was. I like I like things that are really challenging, mm -hmm. and that was really challenging for me because I have awful sweet tooth. Yeah. Like, I would eat dessert. I was shocked every you day. Could do it. Well, I know, and that's what someone said. They're like, oh, I don't think you could do that. And I was like, all right, bet. Let's now. You, you I have to do it. You didn't correct one time. No, I've had donuts twice, but that's not a dessert. No, to me. I don't know if that counts. That's more of a breakfast. Food. That's what I think. And there's not something I crave. I'm never like, uh, I mean, like I'll say it. I'm like, oh, I want a donut. And but you I've wouldn't never have like, had them had, had you not been on a road trip with your Yes, dad. and I'm like, if it's if they're somewhere and I only have three breakfast options and I hate the other two, I'm gonna have it. But it's also not something that would ever be like. After, because to me, dessert, dessert is something to her was something that she that I go to right. for comfort. Yeah. So I have a very my rules on it are very strange. Yeah. They don't really make sense, but in my head they make sense. I'm like anything I, I viewed as a breakfast food doesn't count as a dessert. It's just like so <laughs> I don't have specific <laughs> rules. They're all in my head, and I can explain them <laughs> because people are like I thought you were eating cares. sugar, and I'm like no, I'm eating sugar. I'm not eating dessert. Like I'm not like looking for things with zero sugar in them because right. it literally does not exist anyways. So. But I'm coming up on a year in that, and like part of me just wants to keep going and oh. seeing like how long. I kind of like the idea of like being 94 at my birthday and people being like, "You don't want, want cake? cake?" And I'm like, "I haven't had it since 2020." <laughs> I just like the idea of that, and it makes me feel powerful. But I want to be realistic. But I also was trying to think of another thing that I could give up for a year. And I'm not a big drinker, and um, so I don't know what. So yeah, sacrifice. so if you have any things that like something that's a sacrifice, how but about also giving up. Being quiet in the morning and be chatty and happy. No. <laughs> um, that's not something to give up. Giving God, up. Being raised Catholic, something. I thought Lent was hardcore going 40 days, but an entire year right? without something, that's hardcore. That's okay, but here, this, it's actually easier because you don't spend more time thinking about it. Because if, if the date is so far off. away, yeah. yeah, because I've done like 30 day, like whole 30s and things like that. And when I, when that happens, like two, three weeks, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait till this is over because I'm going to eat this and this and this and this. Right. But this, I was like, oh my God, I want dessert so bad. Can't have it for 11, 11. months. <laughs> so you just kind of disassociate from it. Yeah. So it like, it, it, it's harder to start. Yeah. The first month is the hardest because you're like, oh, whatever, I'm two weeks in. But once you're a whole month in, you're like, I can't give up a whole month. <laughs> 
<laughs> so like that's how I work. I put myself in extremely uncomfortable positions and force myself to get the results that I want. Um, but I like challenging things just because I think they're interesting. To so what will be the next with. challenging thing? I don't for you. know. That's what I was going to ask. Well, can you give what up would be something fun NBA? to give up? <laughs> no, that is literally. I I, I literally because I you know how I get obsessed with things. Yes, and that's like I feel like an emptiness in my life when like my, one of my obsession ends yeah. before like I find my like newest, newest obsession and like my NBA obsession's not over but the season ended so I literally was like twiddling my thumbs like I don't I don't know how to fill this the void <laughs> yeah it's weird i get why people have hobbies i i need to get a hobby <laughs> well you I don't have hobbies you can teach yourself another language that you keep getting mad at me for not no i, I need a <laughs> physical hobby because all my hobbies are mental oh okay yeah i need something to get me out of my head there you go well we'll get you a bike for christmas <laughs> well so if you have any ideas of things that are fun to give up for a year but not things that like would alter your life completely Cause like if you wanted and you to don't do like smoke or anything, if you don't, if you wanted to do like no sugar for a year, you'd have to like literally make all your own food, and I'm not doing that. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I'll give up fast food for a year, but I really don't eat that much fast food, so it wouldn't be that noticeable. Much of a give up. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't think of any. I thought about giving up the F word for a year, but that doesn't sound like fun. <laughs> It's, I think that's almost impossible when something happens and you reflex, like shout yeah. something, you know, when you like, hurt yourself or like stub your toe or bang your knee on a table or something. Yeah. I remember as a kid, I used to cuss in my head because I wouldn't out loud because I knew it was inappropriate, but then I would feel bad. So I'd apologize to God in my head. God always knows. <laughs> that's he does. Oh my gosh. That's really cute. Well, you know, I grew up where in an area where everyone just cussed like crazy. Like it was mm-hmm, a thing. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved to Texas with all these Southern girls, they weren't as used to it. And yeah. then Cindy Walker, well, Cindy Grossman, it's, um, she was my partner in tennis and she would get on me so hard if I was cussing. You were cussing? And that's what made me stop cussing. And I still do, but mm-hmm. not like I used to. I did it for a long time because um, my best friend at the time, Devin, does not cuss at all. And when you're around someone who never cusses, it, every cuss word you say becomes it's so, so obvious. <laughs> like it's That's so, so like it literally feels like an, a pin dropping in an empty room. And so it's so like every time I had said it, I've become aware of it. So I stopped and then I got into comedy and then it's, I cuss now more than ever oh, probably yeah. Yeah. because you're just around so many people who are cussing all the time and, and listening it, to things of people who are cussing literally all, every sentence. So you just kind of get, get used to it again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting Southern thing because I know guys who are like, Oh, I don't cuss around women. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so you'll be an asshole to them, but you won't say fuck. <laughs> like I would much rather a guy cuss around me than be a douchebag. Like, <laughs> but yeah, like we don't cuss at women. We're Southern. But I think, I do think that's very interesting. <laughs> we prefer being chauvin. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But no, I like that. I like that sentiment. Yeah. But then I feel awkward cussing around you. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Have you guys ever, either of you ever dropped an F-bomb on the show? Yeah. I have. Yeah. 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 Okay. Or I... It's I not I do. Has. Yes, I have a few times. And then you got you got mad at me. You're like, well, if we want to get sponsors, but you say the F word about once every show. No, I said you say it at least once every show. It's, it's like a PG-13 movie. Remember. Yeah, that's true. You get one. Okay, yeah, there we go. 13-year-olds could listen to this, which we need them to, by the way. <laughs> I know. Because Carly's I looked at our wanting, stats. Yeah, I, looked at our, I looked at our analysis, and 100% of our viewers are in their 50s and 60s, which I love. Yeah. I've always had an old soul anyways, so I feel very That's comfortable. That's old too? No, I mean older. <laughs> I'm in my 20s. I'm just and so, you on your but spot. it was it, it was 100%. So, if you know 
any younger people who'd be interested in this. Yes, please. <laughs> please share spread the them. word. Please spread the word. Um, <laughs> she needs to get her stats up on her. On I need her to get my stats up. Yeah. No, it's interesting. I, I was going to ask you guys something too, because you know how I'm always looking at it from a cosmic level, but um, are there people that when you get in their field, you cuss more? Like the opposite of what yes. happened with Devin. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yes. And it's so funny. Has it ever happened to you? Because this happens to me with my friend Milani Ismail. I cuss more around her and she doesn't cuss. And I'm like, yeah. why did I Because you're that? hyper aware of it. And so like maybe me being like, don't cuss, don't cuss, don't cuss, <laughs> making me cuss. And I know she wouldn't care. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. but it just it just makes me laugh. I'm like, there's something about yeah. my consciousness and her consciousness where I feel like this need to to cuss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know. I think it's interesting. In the radio business, people cuss all the time. But all I think it's time. because when you're on the air, you can't at all. And so when the mics are off, you kind of go nuts. It's yeah, like, it's like those Disney like actors that like, it's like rebellion. cut their hair yeah. after they've done like, yeah, a lot of actresses who like cut their hair really short after they have like eight year long contracts where they're not allowed to do anything to their yes, own hair. Yes, yeah. Like, I'm going to shave it off because now I can. It's crazy. There's a, lot, there's a lot of people in LA that do that. Because mm-hmm. I remember. But also it's really bad for your hair because they're literally like straightening it, curling it, putting product in yeah. it, every, teasing it every single day. So a lot of times their hair is just destroyed afterwards. So they're like, cut it off and let it regrow, which I get. Right. To, yeah, that's wild. Because I remember Allison Stoner shaved her head. And I don't well, think. Yeah, some people like just like it. I don't like think it. it was for a role. No, I think some people just like it. Yeah. She looks great. I mean, the girl's gorgeous. She would look great every way. Um, Beautiful. What were you going to say? <laughs> Something about hair? No, no. It, I was wanting to get on to a different topic. I'm just, but. I'm just glad that um, hair extensions don't have personalities. <laughs> Oh, yeing How creepy would that be? They'd be like medusa out over here. Oh, my gosh. She's acted so weird since she got her new extensions. <laughs> it could happen. Yeah, there's um, no personality held in here. Was there any crazy, like, news or current event things that happened this week? I feel like this week was quiet. Yeah. You know? I think I nothing really crazy happened. I mean, maybe because it was Thanksgiving. Yeah. I, I don't know. What about the Sydney Powell stuff going on in... Yeah, I don't know. Georgia and stuff. I don't know. A lot of it seems, I don't know. Vague. Yeah, it seems very vague. It seems like it's reaching high. Um, I mean, we'll see, but Mm -hmm. I I mean, that's the definition of stay suspicious. Yeah. Is you don't, yeah, you wait to see what's actually real and what's not. And a lot of people only apply it to things they disagree with, but you got to stay suspicious of. All the things it. you agree with as well. All of it. I know people were talking about the the whole election fraud thing, and I'm like, let me tell you, I guarantee you, it's not just the Democrats. No, <laughs> there, I guarantee you, there is some guy out there that, or several that are Republicans that got involved in this mm-hmm. and, and shouldn't have. Yeah, we'll, or we'll the Libertarians. Again, like, we don't know. Maybe Joe Jorgensen got <laughs> robbed. <laughs> the Libertarians are out there hoarding votes. <laughs> Didn't they, I think the Green Party only got like ten thousand votes. Yeah. My Great. sister voted Libertarian this year. Oh, yeah, really? I know a lot of people. I know a few people who did. Yeah. I mean, yeah, why not? I mean, like, I think libertarian I'm Libertarian at heart. Yeah, the I, guy just, am too. I just know yeah, that it same. divides so much that it's, it doesn't really, it doesn't carry its own. Well, yeah, a Libertarian should just run as a Republican or a Democrat. Pick one. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yes. Uh, yeah. I just. And so, well, oh, I know um, there was uh, Michael Flynn getting. Pardoned, um, yeah, I don't pardoned, know enough about that. But just pardoning it, is yeah. fascinating. Oh, yeah, pardoning Snowden. 
That's what I was just going to yes, say. Yes, pardon guy, Snowden, pardon Assange. Which which one do you think deserves it, both or yes, one? Yes, absolutely both. So do you know the Assange story? Um, I know basics, don't know details, and I know a lot of people say that he's anti-American. Um, I also think it's really funny that Democrats loved him when he exposed the literal war crimes of the 2003 Iraq war. Right. Um, and then when he exposed Hillary Clinton's emails, they said that he was a puppet of Russia. <laughs> And they dumped him. So literally, that is the most infuriating thing to me in the world is people being more loyal to an ideal than to good and evil. Yeah. Like there's like there's right Thank and you. there's wrong. That's like my favorite quote of the week. And it, and it drives me nuts how people's like first reaction is to stay loyal. And at that point, it is a cult. Yeah. It's worshiping. Like yeah. you have to look at good and and everyone like everyone blames it because it was like trump and hillary and it was like it's so polarizing like the lesser of two evils and things like that but also like yo when are we gonna cancel the clintons <laughs> like i'm so freaking tired of people literally getting berated on the internet for these stupidest things meanwhile these they're just running around i know they're Especially... every time i see them tweet i'm like how are you on twitter <laughs> i literally don't know how bill clinton's on twitter what are you doing here i'm so confused by he it had zero shame zero shame yeah. i'm like that's you that you have to be he so comfortable think he needs to yeah. be covered that's why everyone's like oh everyone's going down people are gonna get exposed i'm like i don't know they seem a little too cozy <laughs> for me bill clinton's wishing joe biden happy birthday yeah happy is. birthday joey b yeah, it is wild, um, especially with, I mean, so many connections with Epstein. Like So many. He's one of the only ones that's, like, in concrete. He knew it was happening. Because some people are like, well, I was on this plane once. Like, you know, you don't ever want to assume or accuse anyone right. of anything until, Agree. until you have great evidence. Right. He's one of the only ones. Him and Prince Andrew are, like, kind of like, yeah, yeah. We were there 120 we were there times. A lot. <laughs> we were there a lot. Yeah. <laughs> You knew what was going on. Yeah. And then he had the whole escapade with Monica Lewinsky, who I am a who big... Who 22 at I the time? I am a huge I didn't Monica know that. Lewinsky fan. Yeah, I, me too. I absolutely admire that she were, was able to overcome emotionally what the The world, whole country did to her. The country, but yeah. the whole world. Um, it was tough. I mean, they had her on suicide watch. Her, mm. her mom took her doors off. And, um, you know... I don't know her, but that's the story that she tells. Yeah, um, in her TED talk. Yeah, it's really, really good. You should watch it if you haven't. Yeah, um, she has an incredible TED talk. I think it's insane how quick people are to pile on and dislike someone. It's very scary. And she was so young, and he was the president of the United States. I know, I know. He had all the clout, and um, I do. I find it kind of evil. Yeah, that um, so many people let him get away with treating that that poor thing like you know she just made a really bad choice and it's yeah. so public i mean good yeah. lord we all do things that you know we and don't it, want anyone to know about and that one's oh, yeah. public <laughs> and it's worse i think then because there wasn't social media so the news cycles stayed the news cycles for longer so, yeah that's a good point because like now some crazy news will surface and literally 48 hours later no one's talking about it you well, know what there's I mean? always something new there's always something new yeah. so back then when it's not as like widespread like it lasts a lot longer right yes which is terrifying i totally agree but yeah her story was just one of those that i was just like oh i love and the way she's come back and how she's a, vi mm -hmm. a victim's advocate and and the strength that would take to you know get up there and tell her story it's just phenomenal yeah i agree but do you follow her on twitter no i don't i do i like her so should we do our twitter yeah, i don't have a tweet 
You don't have I honestly to never be. thought of it that way, though, Carmen. That is like fascinating. You're, oh. It's a really good point. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's well, very true. And to be honest, I'll give her all the credit because had she not stepped out onto TED Talk, I wouldn't have known the story. You'd be like me; I had no idea. Yeah, and yeah, and the yeah. fact that she was so young, and then like, I look at Carly right now, and to imagine, you know, some man who is very persuasive, from what I understand, and very charming, and who has a lot of false light about him. Um, I could see where where she got sucked into the whole. Well, he's supposed thing. to be very charismatic, and he's the yeah, most powerful man too. in the world at that time. And yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you received that. Did Hillary ever cheat? I like. I can't see her being attracted. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, what do you <laughs> like? You know, if someone was like, she for sure is a lizard, I wouldn't be like, yeah, yeah, okay. like, yes, seems possible. I, I could see that. I couldn't see her cheating because I couldn't see her spending quality time with anyone. I, I can't see her making a political, it'd be too risky politically, I think. Yeah. Well, that's what's funny is that she said it was, um, didn't she say like after that came out, she was like, after the Monica Lewinsky came out, she was, um, she said it was a right wing conspiracy. Which is really funny. She did? Yeah. Oh, God. I don't know. Just even those two when they did some announcement this week about, or this year about their anniversary. And I was like, Y'all are celebrating y'all your are anniversary? celebrating this? I was, like, get a divorce. <laughs> then we'll party in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've got a couple for you because you've you've been kind of, on kind of a roll. Okay. I don't have any. I have, all right, I have two for you. Okay. I've, then we'll do that because I don't have. Okay. I've, I dropped. I was busy this morning and so I didn't do my homework as well as yes. I should have. You got it. Friends are important too. Yes. Got to have a life. Got to have a good balance in life. Okay, so Bill Gates has an aura of someone whose favorite Thanksgiving mm-hmm. food is turkey, and this is why we cannot trust him. <laughs> He's like the whitest white dude. Like, <laughs> like he posted a, doing a TikTok with his daughter, and like even the way he was dancing and stuff like that, I was like, I cannot believe like you're we're letting this man make our healthcare decisions. Yeah. Well, hopefully you won't. Um, and then you said this is not peer reviewed, but it is factual. Yeah. No peers own? reviewed that paper. <laughs> I don't know what his... He might not even eat turkey. I know he's invested in the lab-grown meat thing. Which I went to a vegan convention in 2016. They were talking about that. And I remember being like, this doesn't seem like a good idea. No, I think you have good instincts. (laughs) (laughs) I have have 100% um, agreement with that one. All right, so then the other one was, not not every Walgreens is haunted, but every Walgreens has an aisle that is slightly haunted. Yep. And you know which one it is and the one I used to live by in L.A.? It was the alcohol aisle. There's alcohol in Walgreens? Oh, okay. That's one thing I do miss about L.A. You can buy liquor any day of the week, and you can buy liquor at any, like, grocery store, Walgreens, CVS, pharmacy, like, whatever. They had liquor everywhere. Like, spirits, like, liquor, alcohol. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, Texas is pretty strict on that yeah we're, we're not very progressive in that department no no we need to get, we need weed to get on the too. weed thing yeah, yeah. Texas is falling behind. all right so um which one is it okay i'll tell you which one like i think it is that we go to oh yeah it's the one right by where the pharmacy is like the very end on the right or the left the right yeah yeah, it gives me the creeps. Yeah. I don't like walking over there. Everyone, everyone I think I'm going to get like a sli- bad juju or something. Every every Walgreens has a slightly haunted aisle. So go to your local Walgreens and let us know which one is haunted. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, can I talk to the manager? There's some spiritual things happening in aisle seven that I don't like. Okay? <laughs> I want to get them handled and taken care of. You find, find me at your local Walgreens with some sage. <laughs> Oh my god, that's awesome. I love it. Um, let's do some more. I like this. Um, 
When I cry, I'll set a timer for eight minutes. When it goes off, I stop crying because that is my allotted time for crying and it is over. Yep. <laughs> That's no, I think I think I started doing that because one time I was crying and it was so excessive. I was like, this is ridiculous. You need to get over it. And so I was like, I'm just gonna be really sad. I'm gonna let myself be like excessively sad for eight minutes and then I'm gonna stop. Why eight? Don't cry for a whole year. Yes. No. Oh, oh that's I a good that. one. But here's I, the thing that makes the only thing that makes me cry is reading like is either really sweet things or um, but not like cheesy things. I hate cheesy things. Those make me cringe. But do you know Humans of New York? That yeah, um, yeah. It's oh like my a god, Instagram. their stories are the most magical stories. Yeah. And like I could lay in bed and like sob reading those. But, but like that's only, kind of a like letting love a, in kind yeah, of a cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like sad. That's not. Yeah. But no, if I'm ever sad, I'm like you don't you don't get to do this all day. Right, right, right. All right, I like that. I'm not a big crier, so yeah. No one in our family is really. I'm, I. I'm not a big crier, but when I do cry, I do allow myself, but I've never, I don't even I don't think like I've crying. ever cried eight minutes in my life. I don't like crying it's a in long front of time. people. That's it's not like that a workout. long. <laughs> it's not that long. It's like a workout. <laughs> you burn a lot of calories. I would be exhausted. I think I would go straight to sleep. I love that feeling though. I haven't had it in a long time, but where you cry it out and, and then, then you go you're to sleep. just exhausted. It's like you just had a great massage. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, rather than massage parlors, we just have socially distanced rooms of terrible people <laughs> to make you cry. Like, do you feel better now? <laughs> well, because you detox. It's like sweating. You actually do physically detox. When That's you cry. true. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. That's like I learned. I didn't know this, but when we exhale, we release gases that are made from fat. So. Anyone that wants to lose fat, that's like one of the main ways that it's expelled from our bodies. Is that crazy? It has I to get out somewhere. I didn't know that. Till recently, I'm not anti-vax. I'm anti-needle. Maybe if it was in gummy form. Yeah. Wait, don't let Bill Gates hear this. Don't let him get any ideas. Those fucking Why do they vitamin to- gummies are the best. Why do they like have the elderberry ones? Those so are good. So good. So Fruit good. Snacks. Yes. I know they're probably not as good for absorption, but they're so fun. And that's why I take I take melatonin gummies. They're actually better for you. Oh, really? Because they're slower your body. Because a lot of times a pill, your body will just flush it out really quick. Oh. It's easier yeah. to break down slower. And yeah, the gummies are actually better for you. That kind of makes sense. See? I like that. Okay, Car. What? Give us a Tim Dillon one. Pull one no, ahead. No, I know. Come on. <laughs> Come on. No. Or Andrew Schultz. Do they ever... No, nah, he doesn't tweet as much as Tim does. Tim, Tim, follow Tim Dillon. Tim's He's hilarious. Funny. No, I He's love his so stuff. Funny. You, you have me funny. following him, and I think it's hilarious. And um, he's an equal. Like he attacks everyone. Like, yes, that's one thing I like, like about comedians. Mm-hmm. They don't just pick on one group and. Well, some do, but but yeah. I like that he's an equal all opportunity. All the ones who have late night shows pick on one groups, and then all the ones who are actually respected in the comedy community pick on both sides. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's if you're you're a sellout either way. If you if you pledge allegiance to one side too much in the comedian world, like because that's what I the didn't thing know about, that. I mean, I think that a lot of people don't realize it, but I mean, no one no one watches like these late night shows. None of these comedians are like, oh, hell yeah. Did you see that joke on Trevor Noah's show? You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, he's not late night. He's Daily Show. But um, but I think because comedy is like you, you question everything. And so <laughs> you're not impressed by. So this is one he, I just read that he wrote. It says, don't forget all the serious revolutionaries in this country. Tweet about 
that Real Housewives and having a crush on Andrew Cuomo and in between calling everyone a Nazi. <laughs> That See, that's the so thing true. about humor that I think is so underrated. People don't realize it's brilliantly telling the truth. Mm-hmm. It's delivering something that could be very painful mm-hmm. in a way that actually makes you laugh. That's that Chris Rock joke about police brutality is oh one gosh. of the best ones Dead I've on. ever heard in my life. Yeah. Cause he was like, everyone says that you know, bad cops are just a few bad apples. Yeah. And he's like, but some jobs can't have bad apples. He's like, <laughs> American airlines can't be like this pilot likes You're to land a- sometimes. <laughs> like, and I don't like do that. Obviously much better when you see Chris Rock do it. But you, it's one joke that I literally, after I read it, I was like, I'll never forget this because it's, this is such Perfect. a simple one, but so true too. Chris, most Christmas cookies really suck. <laughs> I wouldn't know anymore. I know, right? You can't, you can't confirm that. You no. cannot confirm or deny. And everyone's like, "You're not having cake on your birthday." Here's what I don't like: I don't like delegated celebration times or things. Like, I don't. The older I get, the less I like holidays. Like, I like them because of the food, but. I feel like I hate when there's a lot of pressure around a certain day to be a lot of celebration because I'm like, this just feels like any other day. And then yeah. now I'm pretending that it's some special day. That's why I don't want to have anniversaries. Do, do you feel that way about birthdays? No, I love my birthday. <laughs> but just I, yours? <laughs> no, I love birthday parties. Okay. But the older I get, the less I, you, you know. It feels more like an obligation and less of No, a- I mean, I don't really ever... I like What's the difference between a birthday celebration and an anniversary celebration? Because it's like, here's my thing, is that you shouldn't ever have, I feel like what if I wake up and it's my anniversary of like 10 years, but I'm having like the worst day ever, but I have to like go get a gift and like do all these things like because it's our anniversary versus, I, here's what I, yes, I don't. Valentine's Day is a big one of those. Yes, I don't believe in no anniversaries. I believe in spontaneous anniversaries and it's whenever you and your partner are both in a really good mood and you're like, today's our anniversary and we're in the mood to celebrate. <laughs> we're just deciding Because I'm it. a big, and I know that's not a stable, it's not a stable trait of mine. But well, if I'm you very, ever come bitching I'm to me about moody. your husband no. not no, bringing no, you no. something, I, will, I, I literally do not care. I don't care about that. Like I'd rather someone not feel the pressure to give me something then i'd like just forget about it but um but you may wake up and be like i just want to do this tomorrow or something yes and like that's what because like when you're when you're just in a really good mood i think that's when you should celebrate anniversaries i guess holidays are different because it's the only time people get off work but defund anniversaries (laughs) i'm over them abolish them defund them yes well anyway i do i i think that that would um, save me some money I want to right? thank all the comedians out there for all of the contributions for throughout all of the years. But especially this year. Especially this yeah. year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember when I first saw that that mask thing that um, Andrew Schultz did, and I thought it was so beautiful mm-hmm. how it was it was hilarious, but yet it really brought both both perspectives together. Yep, I agree. Yeah, this is brilliant. I agree. Well. That's our show, folks. That's all, folks. Isn't that a Looney Tunes thing? Yes, it is. All right. Stay suspicious. (laughs) Stay suspicious.